0: One of the privileges for me uh, and what I do here at All Saints is that I get to go on uh, pilgrimage every year. I take uh, the youth on holy travel and I've experienced lots of great memories in various places all over the world. One that uh, sticks out to me is, is Ecuador in 2009. and We went to some very special sites that year, some very spiritual sites. Uh, and we experienced uh, some real uh, spiritual depth at uh, some unexpected places that we didn't even know existed. But one highlight for me personally was uh, in a completely unexpected place because it was not really a a spiritual destination. It was on top of uh, the Pinchincha volcano, and this was something we threw in at the end of our travels—it's so something of a, uh, just a throw-in, a touristy throw-in, really, at the after a week of intentional spiritual travel. And the whole setup, of just lets you know it's a tourist trap. You get there to the bottom of the mountain, and uh, you know there are snack shops and a little mini golf course, and uh, you've got the really witty name that lets you know it's a tourist trap—something like uh, Volcano World or something like that. And, uh, and then you get into this large gondola and you head up to the top of the volcano, 13,000 feet up. And just in case you're not sure that it was a tourist trap, when you get off, there's another snack shop, a gift shop, right there at the top to make sure that you'll spend your money, all overpriced, of course. But off to the side, if you leave that area, that landing, there are different pathways. And one leads to an overlook. Uh, with some sweeping views of the valley and the city. And the other is a path that leads inwards, further in towards uh, the middle of the mountain. And there's a little uh, chapel there. And it's a nice, quiet space for prayer with clear windows, uh, allowing one to see the natural beauty surrounding the chapel. You can look outward, you see the brush and the dry grass and the beautiful blue sky. Just the mountain just ends and it's just sky. The interior of the church wasn't so much my type, but spending time in there praying was special. I remember feeling very connected to God at that moment and ever grateful for all that we had experienced on that particular pilgrimage. And afterwards, I went out and found the rest of the group, and they were at the the overlook. And when you get to the overlook, you just see this beautiful valley nature, uh, you have beautiful greenery you see and just blue skies, white clouds, and the city overlapping it. It's just something of a beautiful painting. And uh, you're just above it all. It changes your whole perspective. You can't see the beautiful architecture in detail there, but you also can't see the crime or the poverty. It just changes your view. And I remember thinking at that moment, looking at the students who were with us and remembering how much they had matured during that week, the way they just changed spiritually that week. And I watched them enjoy each other's company and was thinking to myself how great this moment was, how perfect everything was at that moment, the beauty that surrounded us the community we were in, the presence of the Holy Spirit, all right there. And I wished it did not have to end so soon. But we could not stay up there forever. We had to go back down, back into the complicated world of Quito and Ecuador, a place of such beauty and hope, mixed with tragedy and poverty. And beyond that, we had to return to Atlanta with its own mix of beautiful and stark realities. In the gospel today, Jesus takes three of the disciples up the mountain, and at the top, the ordinary becomes extraordinary. Jesus undergoes a transfiguration. He's shining brightly, his robes sparkling with white such as no bleach can make them. Jesus is bathing in light, surrounded by the radiant love of God. And the two giant prophets of the Jewish people are with him Moses and Elijah, talking with him. To the disciples, it's a revelatory moment. The curtain between heaven and earth are pulled back momentarily, and a fuller reality of our world is revealed. So stunning is this moment that Peter does not want to let it go despite the fact that they're also terrified, Peter suggests building some booths. He would like to prolong the moment, hooking it into some Jewish festivals so they can continue to honor Jesus and worship there. They can prop up the Messiah and give him his glory. This is a a revealing moment, a pinnacle moment of their movement, and they notice it. And if it's not clear about Jesus, we then hear, The voice of God proclaiming, This is my son. Listen to him. This is glory revealed. And Peter's inclination is natural. Let's stop here. Let's worship God. Let's worship the Messiah right now and always. But it is not to be. Jesus comes back down the mountain. Jesus leaves that thin place where heaven and earth intersect that place where glory was revealed, the place where it is made clear to three of his disciples that he is the Messiah, the place where he was surrounded by the light and love of God and he goes down, down into the mundane nature of everyday life, down into the nitty gritty details of misunderstanding, the squabbling, the disbelieving disciples, down into the religious and political quarrels of the day, down into the jealousies and failures that color our relationships, into the poverty and pain that are part of our world. Jesus comes down to be with the sinners and those who strive to be saints. Jesus comes down. For the sake of humanity, he cannot stay up there if God in Christ does not come to be with us in this manner, then how can we truly begin to understand God as love? Without Christ in our midst, how can we truly experience the love of God? So Jesus comes down with humility and integrity and participates in our world, shares in our pain, shares our failures. God's love found in Christ Is not out of reach, but with us. And this is really at the heart of the gospel. God, revealed in Jesus, does not linger on the tops of mountains, waiting to be glorified. Rather, God, revealed in Jesus Christ, comes to be with us. Jesus moves downward from his rightful place of honor in order to share our lot in life and bring God's love into it. We all have mountaintop moments in life when all seems right, those moments we just wanna hang on to. Throughout our lives, we have significant events and achievements which we celebrate. Graduation, finding our true vocations, falling in love, getting married, having children, winning awards, achieving certain difficult life's goals, receiving recognition. But those moments do not last forever. Life happens. And between those great moments, we seek peace. We seek stability or normalcy or whatever our normal happens to be. And we might even achieve this from time to time. Yet between those mountaintop moments, we also struggle. We hurt we experience loss. Since that time on the mountain, I've known many people who have lost jobs, who've lost a parent, who's lost a child, who've lost siblings. I know of broken and struggling marriages among us. I know there are broken families among us and others who struggle with addiction and others who have financial difficulties and others with health issues. In fact, one of the students on that mountain with me that day is struggling with cancer. And I know that through all this, people struggle with their faith because of that brokenness. And try as we might, we will never be like jesus or feel that we are good enough to approach his presence but the truth is it's okay we do not have to strive for perfection because jesus comes to meet us jesus comes down from the mountain from the glory to be with us in our brokenness in our sickness in our fear in our disappointments and in our loss Jesus comes to meet us at the table in communion, sustaining us, nurturing us, strengthening us. Jesus sends the Holy Spirit to us, revealing the presence of Christ in our lives, sometimes in the most unexpected ways. And that same Spirit comes to us in community, the body of Christ, strengthening us to be the hands and feet of Christ, in the wider world and to one another. When we support one another, we bring the presence of Christ to one another in a very real and palpable way. The love of Christ dwells in us and we pass it on. I once visited a couple in the hospital who had their first child. That should have been one of those mountaintop moments. But immediately after birth, due to complications, that child wound up in the NICU. And the joy of the arrival of their child was quickly replaced by confusion and fear. And they went days without knowing how things would play out. In their time of anxiety, there was this outpouring of support, mostly through the simple act of prayer. And the father told me, I never thought something like this would strengthen my faith but it did. It's so good to have so many people supporting us in prayer. I could feel them. My wife can feel them. In their time of need, they were sustained by the body of Christ. As quickly as they came off the mountaintop of new life, God and Christ was there to comfort them in their fear. Jesus comes to us in our darkest places. Today is the last Sunday following the epiphany. Today, once more, we celebrate the light that shines out of darkness. We also know that in due time we will have Easter. The glory revealed on the mountain is Jesus' destiny, which will be revealed at Easter. And it's our destiny, too. That's the promise. But first comes the cross. So beginning Wednesday, we will move into Lent, a season of penitence and preparation. And moving forward as we begin to shift gears, I encourage you to share with God. Cast your cares upon God. For God came to us through the incarnate Son precisely to be with us and for us. Through thick and thin, through the highs and the lows, through life and death. Indeed, God came to us in Jesus to see us through death into new life. Trust in Christ. Trust in the mercy of the one who came down the mountain, the one who entered the pain of the world and meets the broken and the hurting. For it is in Jesus Christ we find a God who is faithful We find a God who is relentlessly and tirelessly for us.